Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke from That Film Stew. My co-host today is Jay. Hello. Welcome back. Today's topic, Pennyworth Season 1, the Batman TV series with no Batman <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's funny. This They kind of made this joke on Teen Titans Go to the Movies of, hey, he's, you know, Batman's greatest uh, helper cleaning up the streets and it's Alfred. And that's, everyone's like, that's a silly idea. That's and- the joke. And I remember, I can't remember which came first, but it was very close between the trailer for Teen Titans Go and the announcement trailer for Pennyworth. Or was it even the announcement trailer? I think it was the announcement of them making a Pennyworth yeah. season or series. Yeah. And yeah, Teen Titans Go beat you to the joke <laughs> that's it like the dc movie is taking the piss out of this tv show we're here to talk about today yeah. although they were having a joke at there being an alfred movie yeah They've and, not him, done and that. him literally cleaning up the streets <laughs> as a butler i mean it was a good gag yeah in that movie the series is executive produced by bruno heller and danny cannon they're the guys from gotham Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And it's never really been confirmed if this has anything to do with Gotham or not. When I started watching it, I was very much under the impression, okay, so nothing's been confirmed. Behind the scenes, it's the same people. But this is very much its own narrative. It's its own thing. We've got Jack Bannon as Alfred. Yeah. He's not necessarily going to grow up and become Sean Pertwee in the Gotham TV series. Yeah. But with the music, though, the music is very, very similar. And at times, it's been a while since I've watched Gotham, but it sounds like composer David E. Russo is doing the Gotham music. Which is just really confusing. Yeah, because the only music I've noticed for the entirety of the season is the... They must have spent a lot on the music because they're getting... the, The pilot opens to paint it black by the Rolling Stones. I mean, they're really reaching into the their wallets to pay for big tracks wasn't throughout that, the entire season. Wasn't it Back to Black by Amy Winehouse? Because I know it's it's a cover song, or was it Rolling Stones? It's it Rolling Black. Stones, Paint It Black. They do use uh, Back right, to Black as, later. as well as. I'm getting confused by two songs that yeah. are black in the title. <laughs> we also get uh, a track by The Jam. Yep. That's in there as well. This is a Modern World. That was the name of the song. Okay, so we can talk about this now. When is it? <laughs> when is this taking place? Early 60s. But yeah, if that's what it looks like. But as you've said, they will have people, musicians in clubs doing covers of modern songs. Yeah, uh, the Amy Winehouse song is a cover. She didn't write that. Ah, okay. Right. Uh, but I think they're also taking a little bit of Westworld there as well and using... Modern songs. So they're taking liberties. Record, like, oh, performed maybe, in a style of the 60s. Maybe it tracks, though, because Paint It Black, when did Rolling Stones do that? Maybe... Late 60s. Right. Oh, okay. no, it was mid-60s, because it's right. been out more. So I'm thinking, well, hang on, they've got Amy Winehouse. Maybe they're not, then. Maybe they're not incorporating modern songs. It just sounded like they were to me, because... And you've got Zeppelins. Yeah. Yeah, they're using... Now, in the 60s... In England, there were not 
that like airships still flying above London. They did during the war because there were like lookouts and uh, obstacles for when they were doing the raids, but they were gone after the war. But for the Batman aesthetic, you know, Gotham's often depicted using blimps and stuff and zeppelins above Gotham. Well, that, the, the Bruce Tim animated yeah. series, that's there's so many blimps in that. Yeah, uh, and I think that's why they used it here as like a nod of the world. That being said, other than the name Alfred Pennyworth, Thomas Wayne, and Martha Kane, and they, I think they name dropped Gotham once or twice, this could completely just be a 60s British uh, like gangster show. It could, but I like that it is a Batman prequel show. I mean, we already had Gotham before Batman, but at least with that, we've got Bruce Wayne. This is even more removed from that. And we've got, I mean, how old are we going to say Pennyworth is in this? Like mid-20s, maybe 26? I think he's, yeah, I think he's supposed to be 26-ish because he says I he signed up for the army at 16 right, and spent 10 years in there. Well, there you go. So yeah, that tracks. I um I was pleasantly surprised by by the series and, and one of the main reasons why I wanted to talk about it on the podcast is because nobody's watching it. Like I don't know anybody. Like had you watched it before I asked you to do this? No, I was planning on it. I was waiting for the the season to finish because we had in the store a couple of people come in and say Oh, I've started watching that Pennyworth. It's great. Like, I was one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> I was one of those people coming into the shop. Yeah, and I'd heard it from a couple of people. And I'm like, oh, you know what? There's enough people talking about it that it must be worth a look. And if it's only going to be one season, I can absolutely find time for 10 episodes. And now it's been confirmed for a season. I was just going to say, like, do I tell him? <laughs> They're doing a second season. And I'm glad that they are because this... Again, like it's got that Batman connection, but it could just be its own show. And if it is just being its own show, it's really good. Yeah. Like there's so many instances and plot points that have got nothing to do with Gotham and Batman, but it just works. Like I like, there's so many things, the portrayal of Alfred in this, there's so many things that goes into the performance there's moments where I'm like, oh, I love the idea of this being a younger version of the man that trains Bruce as Batman and that acts as his assistant, his aide. This this actor, I don't know him from anything else. Nor do I. But he is fantastic. I mean, I don't know how long he's going to have hair because that is one mean widow's peak. Yeah. But he looks great. Yeah. Uh, and he has, perf young Alfred has perfected the appear out of nowhere and disappear when, yes. when someone turns away. Well, there we go. Another a Batman trait. Yeah. You know, when Martha Kane was first introduced, I was so excited. I turned to my wife and said, look, do you know who that is? And because she wasn't Martha Wayne, I had to tell her. I think I was more excited than she was. Yeah. I'm like, it's Bruce Wayne's mum and Bruce Wayne's dad. Yeah. There's things that happen between the characters. That, oh, thankfully, it's, that, it's only like a, a fleeting thing. It I doesn't know. go too far. But between Alfred and Martha, that could never be taken back. No. And that's weird. Yeah, it is weird. But they can play free and loose. Like when you've got, I think it's maybe episode 10. We'll, we'll kind of jump all over the place. But episode 10, 
there's that moment where it's Martha, Thomas, and Alfred. And because Alfred is so capable in this show, I struggle when they're all together to think he's now going to be their butler. Yeah. That's really odd. Yeah, it doesn't quite fit. The only thing that kind of works for me is Alfred's dad is a butler. So he's grown up around that kind of culture or at least those mannerisms and that kind of a world. Uh, And even picking up things over the course of the season, like his dad shows him how to clean jewellery and stuff. Um, And, you know, his dad's always well-dressed and, like, you know, like he... He believes in the class system. But also, if this is the sort of stuff that Alfred was into young as a young man, eventually he had to get out of England. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it makes sense. Like, the only way out is to be a butler. Fine. It's one way of doing it. But playing his dad, though, we have Ian Polston Davis. Yeah. There's many people in this. There's some I know, some I don't know. But he's one that I don't. But he's really good at this. Yeah. You know, this cast is almost all English, except for one. There's only one American in this whole show, and it is Emma Pettez, who plays Martha Kane. Everybody else, including Ben Aldridge, who plays Thomas Wayne, British. Yeah, it it makes sense. Because I'm watching it, I'm like, hang on a minute, this guy here, John Ripper... I saw him in Midsummer Murders. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's very much... I love the fact that it is a British show. It's not just, you know, American producers saying that we're going to do a show set in England, we're going to shoot it in America, and we're going to get some actors to put on accents. Yeah, no, no and it's definitely shot in England as well. There's a, there's a certain greyish tinge that you can only achieve by filming in England. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, the, the look of it, I think they absolutely nail that. Like, the grittiness to it is what I like about the early Guy Ritchie movies. Yeah. And I felt that here. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the way everyone's dressed as well. Although it's always been a problem, and it's probably the fact that I was born in the 80s and lived today. Anytime, like my mum and my dad both love... Um, shows set in 60s England because when they grew up but I like Heartbeat and stuff like that and this same here especially when you see the upper class they are still acting and dressing and the houses look like they're from the Victorian era yeah and it looks so dated I'm like I know that was an actual thing in the 60s I'm aware of that but my brain's like you're hundreds of years behind the rest of the planet but it looks cool though, and it really works for this show. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's strange seeing like you know Alfie, young Alfred, yeah. um, walk around and like you know in clubs where girls have booby tassels covering like their um their themselves and doing like lewd dances and them talking about premarital sex and stuff, and then you see the upper class who like look. Like if you saw some ankle, they'd faint. <laughs> you know, it's I've always said it's, it's a, you know, you know, born in England, you know, later moved to Australia. But I always found that so I lived in a town in South Yorkshire. But whenever I went to the coast, like the seaside, like my mum, mum's side of the family is from Bridlington. It's like a seaside town. And even as a kid, I always found whenever you'd go to the British seaside, 
it was like going back in time. Yeah. Everything was dated, not quite caught up with the rest of the country. Yeah. But I don't mean to say that as a diss, because I love the English yeah. seaside, but it has felt dated, and it's you reminded me of that, or what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah it's, it's that weird thing of, I know that was the thing, but aesthetically, my brain has a hard time comprehending those two societies living in the same place at the same time. And you know what I'm saying that, you know, where is this? When does it take place? I guess that, you know, that's kind of trickery as well, because it's when you're with the upper class, it's, it's like, it's dating it even more. Yeah. And then you get into the modern sixties with Alfie and his mates. You know, we need to talk about Paloma Faith as Bet Sykes. Yeah. Holy crap. Her first scene straight away, I'm getting a bit of Barbara Windsor EastEnders <laughs> yeah. or the carry on films, whatever your point of reference is. But she is fantastic in this. And yeah. along with Jack Bannon and his Alfred, she's a highlight. She yeah. is absolutely fantastic in this. And she's kind of like, she's so thick with yeah. her performance. Yeah. Like it's so heavy and almost too much. But it's, she, oh man, she's so good in this. Yeah. And I don't know anything else that she's acted in. But in this, she's fantastic. Yeah, and even the... Uh, turns a phrase like hey my dog like my family's from Nottingham the Midlands and that's how my grandma sp- speaks right and well, I'm like yeah. oh it's like being home <laughs> you've got the Sykes sisters we've got Polly Walker playing Peggy who is her older sister and it said at one point I think it may be episode 9 two women from Manchester yeah so that so okay so that's where they're from yeah which you know is fairly close to where i am in south yorkshire but yeah those that that common thick accent yeah it works really well and it's a good counter to the upper class and even alfie like pennyworth like he speaks like proper cockney. like as you know yeah a little bit cockney but he was also brought up by a butler dad yeah and also formal training in the military so he understands how to talk properly so he uses terms of phrase and, you know, he's got kind of a Michael Caine thing does, going on. He does, doesn't he? I mean, that that's what they're going for now, isn't it? Yeah. But even, like, Pertwee had a bit of Caine in him. Yeah. Um, but, it, yeah, it, it works. And that's just the thing with England as well, is depending on where you're from, same, same country, very small country, a lot of different accents and ways of speaking. And that's it. I mean, constantly. Here in Australia, people think I am Irish. Yeah. Sometimes Scottish. <laughs> It's rare that I get English. Yeah. Before we get to Lord Harwood, played here by Jason Fleming, who is great, I just want to touch on Mary Pennyworth, Alfred's mother, played by Dorothy Atkinson. Yeah. Wow. Out of all the characters in this show, I was like constantly feeling sorry for this woman. <laughs> she's, her life is just a life of worry. Like yeah. She's always worried about something. Her husband's got cancer. Her son is often assumed dead or missing or in prison. She's like, she's a bag of nerves. Yeah. Poor woman. And to keep distracted, can I get you something to eat? Can I make you a cup of tea? Like, like servitude, like take her mind off it. And then like, was it episode 10 where it's, re- it's revealed to Alfred's dad that, that Alfred knows about the cancer. Yeah. And he's like, as a joke, what does he say? Something like, you stupid woman. Or yeah. he says something like that. And she's all, oh. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, this poor woman. <laughs> she's going to have an heart attack. Yeah. No one deserves to have this much stress in their life. Yeah. And in, in like episode one or two, it's indicated that uh, 
Alfred's dad was a bit hard on him as well. Yes, that used to strike her, which wouldn't have been uncommon for know, the era. Then. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's just interesting how you even see his dad soften over the course of the season. He does soften. Yeah, like, at first he's sort of like he's like you know he's he's proper when he's out and he's at work, you know, serving the Lord. But when he's at home, yeah, he's a bit more gruff. He was often quick to clench his fist. Yeah. But you're right, he did soften. And he ended up having some pearls of wisdom for Alfred. And they had some really good moments together. But initially, yeah, like I didn't think, I thought he was going to be a dad that was going to be always butting heads with Alfred and eventually want nothing to do with him. Whereas he ended up being really close until Alfred kills him. Yeah. <laughs> I did give a spoiler warning, but he shoots his dad dead. And then boom, if the bullets didn't kill him, the bomb surely would. Yeah. But then again, no, he, he shot his arm, didn't he? Yeah, he shot him in his shoulder. Yeah. Because we've got the No Man's League, and there's different factions going on. Like no Name. The No Name. What did I say? The No Man. Oh, yeah. right? We've got the No Name League. Yeah, and the Raven Society. That's it. The Raven Society. And then you've got the government, the Prime Minister, the Queen's involved. There's, the CIA. <laughs> there's so much going on in this show. Yeah. That's got nothing to do with the Joker, Riddler, Two-Face. Yeah. None of that. Yeah, and that's the thing as well, is with Alfred coming across weirdos like the Sykes and Lord Harwood, it's a bit loopy there as well. It it does, yeah, but yeah, so Dad's in an upper-class position, that's why he gets in with the Raven Society, and he, yeah. not the Raven Society, the other one, the No Man No, 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 his dad does go in right. with the Raven Society. <laughs> he is the Raven the Society. Fascists. Right. No Name League is, uh, what do you call it, liberal, because they're about like peaceful like resilient uh and like uh, free speech and that sort of stuff um the funny thing about these two ideologies they're talking about in the series you've got staunch fascism and uh social justice which is the word they kept using for the no name league this is britain in a nutshell right now it's quite relatable isn't yeah. it yeah <laughs> yeah like also all the strife with the government that happens over the course of the season i'm like oh my god it's brexit I thought I could get away and yeah, hear it show. I just want to watch a Batman TV show without Batman. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's Brexit. Yeah. Right, okay, so that's who he is and who he isn't. So who he's associated with. Let's talk about the villains and the more cartoonish villains because we've got Lord Harwood. Soon into him being on screen, he's got his nose cut off. And the front he's of been, his feet. He's been hobbled. And he's left in the streets and he's found by the Sykes sisters. They nurse him back to health. Yeah. And he's like a driving force. And he's wanting to have England under his rule. Yeah. And that's that's essentially what's happening around Alfred running around killing people. Like, <laughs> he's got a love interest at one point. Esme Winnicker. Winnicus. And as I'm watching that first episode and that actress credits as a guest star, you're like, Whoops. <laughs> I don't think she's going to be around for too long. And, you know, Bet does have a bit of a infatuation with her. Yeah. And then she's generally angered by her death. And she saw the guy that did it or she not enough to identify him, but she saw the man kill him and then she wasn't in a position to stop it. So she's feeling guilty. She's trying to partner with Alfred. Eventually they do. But then you've got that bit where Alfred finds the guy that killed Esme but also his maid or assistant or whoever she was, an older lady was there. They use, the nanny. Yeah, but she she posed as the maid, but apparently That's nanny. That's right. But then Alfred not only puts a bullet in the guy's head who killed Esme, also kills the nanny. I'm like, wow, did not see that coming. Yeah, yeah he's cold-blooded. 
I also didn't see Alfred Pennyworth. Well, I did because he was in the show a lot, but I didn't see it coming that Alfred would then have sex with the Queen of England. Uh, yeah. I'm like, what? There's moments in this show. It's like, wow, we're really heading off the deep end here, aren't we? And yeah. things like that happen. So it's all like, okay. And every now and then, that's a moment. I'm racking my brain around it. Right, okay. So Batman's butler, at one point, had sex with the Queen of England. And she was quite taken by him as well. Because yeah. the first time he meets her, she kind of rubs his lapel in a way. I'm like... Has she got a thing for him? And then by the end of the season, I'm like, they're going to do it. And the very next scene, there they are. I'm like, huh. All right. That's, that happened. That was yeah, the thing. they did it. And that's Jessica Ellaby as the queen. And well, she did a good job. I yeah. liked the voice. It was a bit cartoony at times, but it served its purpose. Yeah. I've seen enough archive footage of Queen Elizabeth um, that I and that. That was the voice, her public speaking voice anyway. Right, okay. Wasn't it? It's like, my dear England. And it's just like, oh, but um, we don't know what she sounds like in private because you'd have to know hearing the Queen's speech (laughs) with your impression there. (laughs) I mentioned we get John Ripper in this. He's played by Danny Webb. He's the guy that I've seen in Midsummer and so many other British dramas. He pops up. A lot, but this character, so what, he's a descendant of Jack the Ripper? Or at least... Is that as, who he's supposed to be? Yeah, or, or at least that's the a name fan he's or taken. A copycat. But yeah. he's, like, eating people, I'm pretty sure he's I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. Yeah. Um, and he's, Stay for dinner, Alfie. What is it? Wink. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah. that's what's happening. And he's got a manic look in his eyes as well. He, um, he, he does a great job. You don't see a lot of him, but he's used to great effect. Yeah, but the last time you see him, he does a runner. Yeah. Because like the you know, the person he was banking on, she you know, at first she arranges for her husband to be killed, Alfred's the one that does it, kills quite a few people, yeah. Alfred in this show, and then she's later just hung in the street. Yeah. And then he sees that she's done for, he's like, Right, I'm off. Yeah. And he leaves. Yeah. I'll step out the side door and I'm good. No doubt we'll see him again in season two. Yeah. Because he did have quite a bit to do with Alfred, like when he was mourning the loss of Esme, like he was the one that was bringing Alfie back to being himself. Yeah, by using the intimidation of his character, basically forcing him to clean up his act. I've got to say, like 10 episodes, 60 minutes each, it's a good runtime. I thought it was a nice, tight season. There was no weak episode. No. And, uh, this 10 episodes is feels like the right length. The more shows I watch, the more I'm hitting on less than 12. Yeah. For a season. Yeah. This works perfectly. And my wife shares the same opinion. Like we both find or found with this first season that so much time would go in between us watching an episode because we'd watch one and it's like, oh, you know, oh, wow, this is really good. Yeah, it wasn't a tough watch by any stretch. It's really good. Okay, let's do the rating then, because I think I feel as though we're there. It's it is a really fun watch. And again, like when they first announced it, whether it's Teen Titans go to the movies having a joke about the idea of Alfred having his own project, I just wasn't prepared for the quality. Like this is such a well put together show. It's expensive. Like the costume design and the fact that it's shot in the UK an all-English cast, and I want to get word out about this show because more people need to watch it because it's really good, and I'm going to come in at a four out of five. Yeah, that's where I am as well. It's 
it's something easy to re- recommend. Um, if you've watched anything uh, similar, whether it be Peaky Blinders or even uh, so, uh, an American gangster series, this built hit, helps hit those notes, especially like Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels and Guy Ritchie stuff. Um, yeah, because Alfred's Alfred's enough of an everyman that you don't because he's not coming from privilege, so he's easy to follow along with. You know, he we haven't even touched on his mates Bazza and Dave Boy, who are phenomenal. His army buddies. Oh, honestly, the amount of times like you're like right, Dave Boy's dead. <laughs> <laughs> even even at the end, and he's yeah, not like yeah, when he yeah, got yeah, stabbed. Yeah. I thought, yeah, he's wow, like huh. Dave, Dave Boy's dead again. Yeah. Would you look at that? <laughs> Knife sticking out the chest. Oh. And yeah, and Alfred does mention earlier on he gets shot. Oh, I've seen him with worse. Apparently he has. Yeah, and, and he still gets to see him with worse because he's still getting stabbed and yeah. shot and, and everything else. Human pin cushion. So we've got Ryan Fletcher as Dave Boy and Haynes Lloyd Bennett as Baza. Yeah. So yeah, they, they were good because for the most part, it's them two and Alfred. Yeah. And they go to the pub. I'm a finally, lot. I'm finding there's more to talk about. Yeah. We've done our rating, but we both... Did you land on four? Yes, four out of five. Yes, four out of five. We're at the pub, and the landlord, it's only Mark Williams from the Fast Show. <laughs> <laughs> like the casting in this, I love it. Yeah. Uh, and they're local. It's English. It's a typical English culture. You, you, go, uh, you finish work weekday, weekend. Go to the pub. Go to the pub for at least a pint. Uh, and it's and that's where he conducts his business. People meet him at the pub. They run look for him at the pub, and it's always the same pub, unless it's nighttime where he's at his club where he's like the where doorman. he was a doorman, yeah, and he worked in security. Yeah, but that's very typical. Even even in Perth, um, family members when they are arranging like jobs, generally speaking, it's through mates they know at the pub. Like oh. I know someone who's looking for this guy, and it's why they're at the pub. Oh yeah, uh, give me give him my, my number. I'll I'll, uh, I'll give him a call. It's still the way business in England's conducted for a large port and the English people in Australia. But yeah, it's we like a good pub. Yeah, what can I say? Yeah, I bet those are warm pints. <laughs> no, no, not true. Honestly, I room temperature again. in England. No, ridiculous. Chilled, refrigerated. Yeah. That is how I drink my beer. That is no, how no, people no. I know drink beer. Sixties England. That would have been a but room that's, temperature. But that's a particular kind of ale, though, isn't yeah. it? That's not lager. Yeah. Yeah. But even yeah. even today, though, it is a misconception that I'll meet people here in Australia. Oh, you know, I couldn't do what you do. I couldn't drink warm beer. Yeah. I don't. Yes, you do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> not no, necessarily no. true. Yeah, uh, I feel yeah, as though it is we're... chilled. You're not going to drink a warm Stella. You're just not. <laughs> or at all. I'm not yeah. a Stella drinker. We're getting, off po- we're getting off the topic here. What are we saying? Okay, yeah. Mark Williams, landlord at the pub. This show is British. Yeah. And that's one of the that's one of the best things I can say about it. It is an expensive looking British show, as I would say. The quality is up there with Peaky Blinders. Yeah. It, it's really good. It is a good, good show. Worth your time. Hopefully, if you've listened to this review, you've not seen it, really, or you have seen it, should I say, because we've spoiled it. Yeah. A lot of it. Um, I'll just say, just bear in mind, other than the names Pennyworth, Wayne, and Kane. And Gotham. And Gotham. You're not going to notice DC stuff. So don't be put off 
which I, if you're listening to this podcast, I doubt you would be. Don't be put off by the fact that it's a comic book tie-in. That being said, that is the only reason I checked this out to begin with was yeah, the, the fact that it's Pennyworth. Yeah, that is the same. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned already season two has been confirmed. Uh, filming is due to begin in January next year. Nice. So look out for that. Well, that's it for our episode all about Pennyworth Season 1. If you want to contact us about this episode or request a topic for an upcoming show, you can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast. Jay, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.